Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Hot Mess Podcast. I am your host, Matilda Johnson, and today we are getting messy. So as I'm recording, I'm actually in Sydney because your girl got invited on a work trip. I'm a little bit delirious. I've had a really long day. I had to get up early to catch my flight to Sydney, and then I'm flying back tomorrow. Um, but so, yeah, as at the time of recording, I'm in Sydney, but... I will probably be home by the time this is out. Actually, no, that's a lie. I won't be home yet, but it doesn't matter. Anyway, so I'm here for a work trip and it's super fun because it is to do with fashion. I got invited to the Stax runway show for their newest collection. So like over the moon to be able to go Um, The collection was absolutely stunning. I just came home from the show. The event was beautiful. The building was amazing. The environment was super calming. Um, All the clothes are actually just incredible. I cannot wait for the next line to drop. Well, it's dropping at the end of this week. Spoiler alert. But I mean, well, not really a spoiler. They've already announced it. But I'm very excited. I feel like it's going to just like, people are going to go crazy for it. It was also so crazy to see like all the influences that attend events like this, because I mean, I'm not an influencer. I'm a voice on a podcast, not really influencing anyone, just sharing my thoughts and opinions, but there were so many faces. I feel like the influencing scene in Sydney is just so different to Melbourne. Like I've met influencers in Melbourne, but they do tend to be like more on the micro side of influencing um, or to like specific demographics. Whereas in Sydney, I feel like this is where you find the high profile influencers at events and stuff like that. And so it was very strange being in a room with all these people who like whose faces I've seen on the Internet and now I'm interacting with them or like just being in the same room as them. And it like some high profile models were in attendance who like I've been obsessed with over the years. Um, so that was just very strange to be like seeing them in person. But I think it was like very eye opening as well to be like, oh, they are normal people. You know, I think that's something we forget all too often with influencers. They are just normal people who just get to live a fun and lavish lifestyle. That being said, there is work that goes into influencing. You know, I think we do give influencers a hard time because it's like we think they don't do anything with their time. They're just online posting content, taking photos, which, yes, that is their job. But like, obviously, they have to put work into that. And like money goes into that, making sure they're at the right events and wearing the right things and looking up to date with newest trends. If that's like the vibe they go for, which I think for a lot of influencers at these events, like that is very much what it is. Like they have to be like on top of everything and like just know everything that's going on and be up to date with everything. Like I just, it sounds exhausting to me. Like, of course everyone would love that lifestyle though, but it does sound really exhausting at the same time. But also like that makes me think about what was that TikTok sound that was trending recently? And it was, what's her name? I think her name's Michaela, the makeup TikToker who honestly, I really do love her. 
as a TikToker and I love the content she pushes out. And I think that was definitely an out of touch comment she made. She said something like, um, I just finished work and it's 6.15. Is it 6.15? Yeah, I just finished work and it's 6.15. No, 5.19. That's what it was. I just finished work and it's 5.19. Try being an influencer for a day. Try it. Because like, of course, I think that's an out of touch comment when you think about how hard other people work in their day-to-day lives as well. Like you can't just say that like your job is the hardest thing in the world, which I think that's what it was kind of interpreted as. Um, because it, I wouldn't say it's anything harder. I wouldn't say it's like being a brain surgeon, you know what I mean? However, I think there is a big difference between like working hard and hard work. And I think like the difference is you can work hard at your job, but that doesn't mean that like the workload itself is incredibly difficult. So that's something I find really interesting. And I think that's something I've started to take across into like my daily life anyway. Like sometimes my job itself, the tasks at hand might not be the most difficult thing in the world. However, it doesn't mean I shouldn't be working hard at it. If you know what I mean? I don't know. I think it's all about work ethic. Anyway, that's my little rant for the day about that. Today's podcast is going to discuss more about the fashion industry and what I've experienced over the last few weeks, because obviously I also went to Melbourne Fashion Week as well. So it's been a really fun events week. Very expensive. (laughs) But so I'm going to talk about that. But of course, we first have to get into our weekly wrap. So my favorite celebrity of the week. Don't hate on me because have I already had her as my fave celebrity? I'm pretty sure I have. It's Taylor Swift, guys. I'm sorry, but she just released her new album, Midnight, and I'm so happy about it. I've I've had it on repeat literally all week. I'm getting it up on my phone right now as we speak so I can discuss it with you guys. I just love this album because I like the concept behind it about how she wrote all of the songs at different, like, midnights in her life as a recording artist and, like, I feel like you can kind of go through it and guess which song would have gone for what album that she's released previously and stuff. So you can kind of catch the vibe, but it's, I like it because it's kind of got a bit of a vibe from all of her past music. And because I feel like all of her past music also goes towards like a certain theme. Um, Like you can tell Reputation is obviously like a hard hit. Our lover is like fun and flirty and then 1989 is like her really good pop era and then of course you have like her original like few albums which were a bit more country pop and then her newer albums like evermore and folklore which are very calming and you can go through her newest album though midnights and kind of pinpoint when in her life she might have written this song so I don't know if it's just me, but I find that really fun to be like, oh, she might have written this at this time because it sounds like it would have worked well with this album. Do I sound insane? Probably. But anyway, so my favorite songs on the new album, I love Antihero. That is like such a banger. I like the the music video as well. I think there are parts of it that I'm kind of like, might not have been necessary if you know what I mean like this standing on the scales and the scales saying fat I think it was nice of her to point out the fact that she has had a previous history with eating disorders and stuff however I think using the word fat in a negative sense also doesn't do a very good thing for 
just the just society in general I feel like fat obviously has a lot of negative connotations towards it and using it the way it was in the video clip again is like saying fat is bad you don't want to be this and whereas it's kind of like I don't know I feel like we're trying to steer clear of that these days but anyway so but love the music for anti-hero I like that. I feel like this is a 1989 song and it also hinted at some things in the music video, which is kind of 1989, like her being a bit like Alice in Wonderland when she grows really big and stuff like that. So that was kind of hinting towards that. Snow on the Beach featuring Lana Del Rey. I love this song. I love this song. It's definitely meant to be on like, I'm going to say folklore. Although she did do Lana dirty a little bit with this because I'm like, where exactly did Lana feature? There's like a little bit in the bridge where you can tell that it's Lana. But aside from that, I was expecting a little bit more when we found out Lana was going to be on this album. But nevertheless, I think it is beautiful song. It's in my head all the time, all the time. And I also love the song Karma. It's like, oh, it's just fun. It's just a fun song. I feel like if you listen to those songs, then you can kind of tell what albums of Taylor's previously I like as well. So anyway, Taylor's my favorite celeb of the week. And I highly recommend listening to her new album for a good time and a good listen. Great songwriter. I adore her. I have so many Netflix recommendations because I've been sitting on a few that I haven't mentioned in previous episodes that I have watched in previous weeks. However, this week, Kiri and I were absolutely hooked on watching The Watcher, which sounds weird to say, but okay. So The Watcher, it's actually based on a true story as well. Um, Obviously, it's a Ryan Murphy produced and directed show, I'm pretty sure. I think he produced and directed. I know he did something with it. So I think like obviously it's dramatized. There's stuff added to it that isn't legit. However, it is based on a true story in like the main parts of like the facts of it. So basically in real life, there was a family that moved into a house and they started receiving mysterious letters that came across kind of threatening Um, coming from a person who called themselves The Watcher. And I actually watched the episode of BuzzFeed Unsolved. Do you guys remember BuzzFeed Unsolved? Honestly, such a good series that I really wish would come back to YouTube. Loved BuzzFeed Unsolved. But anyway, they did an episode about The Watcher a couple of years ago. I think it was like around the time that the case was actually going on or just after it happened or something like that. But it's fairly recent that this went down as well. I think I want to say it was 2016, but I could be wrong. But anyway, so that's a fabulous show. Um, very mysterious, keeps you on your toes. I, fi- I finished it last night and Kiri and I were legit like scared going to bed, like scared going to sleep. We had to like close all the doors and all the windows and like, yeah, it was very suspenseful. I really enjoyed it. I also finished watching this reality like game show, which I don't really tend to watch, but I was curious because I knew that it was a show that had just kind of been a spinoff of a show that happened previously called The Mole. It's also on Netflix. I love the word mole. It reminds me of Puberty Blues. Yeah, mole. I love it. Um, But basically it's a game show where there's like a saboteur 
Um, and they try to like ruin like the winnings of the game for everyone. Um, set in Australia, but it's an all American cast, which can be a bit grating sometimes, but it was entertaining again. I, I picked who the mole was about three episodes from the end of the show, which kind of pissed me off to be honest, because I was like, put me on there, put me on this show. I would catch the person and I would win all the money. So yeah, that kind of annoyed me. And I was like, how can you guys not see it? How can you guys not see it? Which makes me think I'm smarter than the average human as well. I'm definitely not. Another show I watched. Okay. Love is blind is back. Love is blind is back. This could be bad. Because I love, I absolutely love a reality show about love. And Love is Blind, I think, is one of my favorites because it's like a different concept in that it's kind of like Married at First Sight, except they get to know each other before seeing each other. And so it's falling in love with somebody's personality. And I think it can go to show how shallow people can be. And so I find it a really fun experiment to watch and see it's kind of seeing how terrible people can really be. I love it. And then a movie recommendation I have is also on Netflix and it's called the luckiest girl alive and it's starring Mila Kunis. It's like top three in Australia currently. I thought it was so brilliantly done. Absolutely loved it. I do believe that there should have been more of a trigger warning at the start of the film or in the trailer even, because there is I'm going to say it on the podcast because I feel like people do come back from watching the things I recommend and they're like, holy fuck, or like, that's really good. But like this one from the trailer, you don't really get much from what happens. And so I will say there is gang rape in this movie and it's quite violent and it's quite confronting what happens. And again, this is actually based on somebody's real life experience. So the movie is based on a book who's based on like who a person who wrote the book. Hold on. I'll look up her name for you, but she actually had this happen to her in real life. And it's absolutely so sad to read. I read, she came out with an article about it. Hold on. Let me search this up for you all so that I'm actually stating good facts. Okay. So it, the book was written by Jessica Knoll and she came out with an article after her book was released because everyone responded to the book really well saying like, oh my God, this book is life-changing. I sobbed and it made me realize some of my own life experiences and stuff like that. So she came out with an article, I think it was for the New York Times saying, hey, this was actually based on my own true life experience. And so for her, it was very therapeutic to put it into words. And it was also rewarding for her to know that she's helped other people men and women who've both like of all walks of life who've experienced sexual assault and abuse and violence and um obviously there are parts of the movie and of the book that aren't true but like that side of the story was in fact true and it was very emotional watch but I'm really glad I did watch it and I would highly recommend it to anyone else and I think it is a story of human resilience which I absolutely love okay back to the episode so 
of course, talking about fashion, went to a runway show tonight and it was the second runway show I've ever attended. And my first runway show was actually last week. I attended the Gambo Mara runway at Melbourne Fashion Week. Why did I say it like that? Fashion, fashion week, which was at the meat market in Melbourne. Everything's just a tongue twister tonight. Everything rhymes. Okay. Is at the meat market in Melbourne and it was the indigenous artist and designers runway which was fabulous because I got to see a bit of everything um I got to see swimwear streetwear casual stuff dressed up stuff more traditional indigenous wear and then I even saw some formal wear and bridal gowns at the end which kind of closed the show which was absolutely stunning and it was a really gorgeous event. I'm glad that that was the first ever runway show I ever saw because I think not only was it culturally an amazing experience, but the fashion itself was brilliant as well. Like there's no denying that the talent in the room was just incredible. And again, like I think it's so interesting who attends these events because there were artists like Thelma Plum was there and I'm a big Thelma Plum fan and so I was like oh my god and some of the cast of Heartbreak High were there and M. Rosciano was there which is really funny because I when I was a dancer I was one of her, her backup dancers for one of the shows she did in well she went on an Australian tour but I was one of her dancers in Melbourne where I dressed up as a vagina, like I was a dancing vagina in the finale of her show. I was a little flaps on stage, which was a lot of fun. I A part of me wishes that I went up to her and was like, oh my God, you won't remember me, but I was one of your vaginas. I think she would have had a laugh about it. If I see her again, I'll definitely say it because she would find it funny. But yeah, and so like it's nice to see that there are a lot of influencers who do go to Indigenous events as well. However, I feel like there should be more of a push and more importance surrounding Indigenous work. I feel like of all the runways that happened at Melbourne Fashion Week, this was one of the ones that I saw the least posted about from influences in general who I knew were at fashion week which is a real shame because it was such an incredible runway and it, I don't know it left a bit of a bad taste in my mouth knowing that not as many people like high profile influences decided to attend that one compared to many of the other events that happened but nevertheless it was still a packed sold out show like I also was sitting second row with my sister so I felt very important I got a goodie bag at the end some free champagne um spoiled rotten didn't deserve that quality of you know entertainment because I'm like who am I compared to like all the important people in the room and important designers who are there and yeah I felt very important and I'm not (laughs) so that was kind of a nice feeling and like the same thing happened tonight at the runway I was front row, like my name was on the chair and 
like free champagne and canapes and everyone was mingling and I'm like who am I why am I here like how did I get here I don't know I had a bit of a what the heck is going on in my life kind of moment which was kind of nice because it makes me feel like I have worked hard to achieve certain things and it was kind of nice to take in that moment and be like oh my god like this is something I've always wanted to do and now I'm doing it because I've worked hard to get here kind of thing I don't know it's fun also one more thing I wanted to add about the indigenous runway is that it was the most moving like I didn't I mean of course I love fashion there's no denying that I love clothes I'm a bit of a shopaholic but sometimes I forget how powerful fashion can be And that show kind of reminded me of just how special fashion and design really is because there was a standing ovation at the end. People were crying like people would genuinely move to tears about how beautiful it was. It's truly art. And again, with tonight's runway, like it was so much fun and this was more of a trendy kind of runway um aimed towards I'd say a bit of a different demographic in terms of who would wear the clothes that were designed whereas like I'd say the indigenous runway a lot of it was like more leisurely but then like also high-end like it was it was a mix of everything so like obviously you had it kind of fit any demographic whereas this one tonight was like very it kind of fit like the brief of like trendy specifically for people who want like to be like kind of edgy if you know what I mean I don't know if that made sense the first runway could have fit anyone because they had heaps of different designers heaps of different clothes whereas this one was very much like this uh this is what we are y'all like I don't know if I'm making any sense I'm getting really delirious guys if you couldn't tell but what I think I loved the most about both of the shows is that the models were not all one size typical what you think of models in general like they weren't your stick thin models who it's like an unattainable goal to look like them it they were all different body types different skin tones the Genbu Mara runway was both a male and female runway show and then on top of that they also had people of different abilities they had amputees walking um yeah it was really beautiful to see and then the same with tonight's show it was like it was a um female clothing line female based and so Although I think I I would say a lot of the clothes could be unisex, but all of the models were ladies, women. Um, And so it was nice to see women of all different shapes, sizes, body size, like height, skin tone, race. It was a really gorgeous thing to watch. And that is something that I hope becomes more and more popular in fashion shows I mean again I've only been to two and I was lucky enough to see two shows where it was like that however I know just from watching fashion shows online that it's not always the case okay can I tell you guys a secret actually 
This is like probably one of my deepest, darkest secrets. And a part of me is too scared to even say it out loud, but I'm going to. If I could achieve one goal before I die, and honestly, I think this could be an unattainable goal. I don't think it's going to happen. But, you know, like I feel like I grew up in the generation where like all the girls wanted to be Victoria's Secret models. You can't deny that. Every Like I know so many girls who would watch that show and be like, I want to be them. But... Obviously, we don't have the Victoria's Secret runway anymore, and for good reason, of course. But these days, I look at the Miami Swim Week Sports Illustrated runway, and I'm like, I'm going to walk that one day. I can't believe I just said that out loud. I don't, I've only told my mum this. I'm like, one day I'm going to walk that runway because they have girls of all shapes and sizes and all walks of life like um they have a lot of influences and people who are on social media or in the news walk that runway and it's really beautiful to see and of course with sports illustrated you kind of expect it to be like really sexy glamorous typical like stereotypical model type women but the fashion show isn't like that it's like well, I mean, of course, like all the women look insane, like stunning, gorgeous, beautiful. But that again, all relatively normal women. And I'm like, I want to be one of those women one day. I want to walk that runway. Oh my God. I can't believe I'm saying that out loud. I feel sick saying that out loud and admitting that. But yeah, that's what I want to be when I grow up. <laughs> I don't even know how to get to that job, but I'm going to try. <laughs> Maybe I need an agent again. Ew. I can't believe I've even admitted that online. Like, oh, guys, don't judge me for this, okay? It's a pipe dream. But this could kind of flow on from like what I discussed last week and how I feel like I'm kind of underqualified for everything I do, but I'm kind of trying to just kick goals one goal at a time. Like being able to go to these runway shows, that was like bucket list item that was a goal kicking moment because I was like oh my god I've worked hard and now I'm here and then that is something that hopefully I can kick in the future you know what by manifesting this we've put it out into the open I now have to achieve it I have to or else I will just be embarrassed but on the topic of like fashion and stuff obviously I think I've obviously had really good experiences these last few weeks with the fashion industry and like the shows I've been able to see and the experiences I have been able to experience. But I also do want to point out that is again, not something that is available to everyone. So I obviously am like so grateful that this opportunity came my way and that this is something that I got to do. Um, for a lot, like, I know a lot of people will probably never be able to get to see runway shows in person and so I know how lucky I am to be able to say that I got to do this and so I just really want to put my gratitude out there and say like I can't believe that this is something that I've been able to experience in a week and like this is my life like what has happened I don't know I'm feeling very grateful very blessed to be here right now I think something I would love to do one day is go to New York Fashion Week and experience that. Maybe Paris 
or Milan or just any of them. <laughs> um, a girl who I work with, I want to say we're friends. <laughs> she just went to New York Fashion Week. She also studies fashion, but she just went to New York Fashion Week and got to attend so many events and so many runway shows. And it just looked like she had the most amazing time. And I feel like you know, it's New York. For one thing, it's New York. Always wanted to go to New York. And then Fashion Week in New York is such like a pinnacle of like what design is and like who goes and and a winter. Like, you know, when you think of New York Fashion Week, you think of like the Devil Was Prada and a winter high profile designers and models and actors, actresses and people in the media and huge news coverage and I feel like that would just be a whole different experience and I don't know if you guys watch the Vogue Day in a Life videos but I love the ones where they follow the models around New York Fashion Week I feel like that is a world obviously I'll never experience as a model (laughs) like that's not something I'll ever get to do but I think it's so crazy like what they do in a single day at New York Fashion Week like sometimes they'll do like three or four shows in one day for different designers and like this footage of them literally like running around New York City trying to get to like the next fitting or the next shoot or the next meeting and it's just an absolutely like wild month and I just I love it I'm obsessed with it but then again there's the other side of my life and my personality where I know that fashion isn't accessible to everyone. And so like, again, I'm grateful for the fact that I've been able to attend these events, but I also want to be super wary of the fact that like, we can't just stay up to date with trends and fast fashion and stuff constantly because trends are forever changing. And then that'll increased pollution I also okay I don't know if you guys have already noticed this I have admitted I deal with anxiety but I haven't discussed the fact that I also deal with a thing that I didn't even know was a thing until a couple of years ago climate anxiety okay which is anxiety brought on by the like topic of climate change and pollution and killing the oceans and stuff like that so I started to realize that I suffered with this probably during 2020 when it was like the pandemic and we had to be locked in our houses. I would sit in front of the TV, watch the news and cry for hours. And if you're thinking, Tilly, where is this going? We're talking about fashion. So fast fashion obviously contributes to a huge amount of waste and pollution and also like Amongst many, many other things, people are getting underpaid in the industry. You think about the fact that in a lot of fast fashion, they have big companies hiring people in underdeveloped countries and paying them the most minuscule amount of money for them to live off for a week. Meanwhile, they're popping out hundreds and hundreds of clothes in a single day for us to consume and how that is not something that can continue into the future and so that's something I think we all need to be wary of and so in future I do want to try and support brands who aren't in alignment with the fast fashion side of things however again the reason why that's also difficult is because of the prices of 
fast fashion versus more of a slow fashion where fast fashion is much, much cheaper and slow designed fashion and stuff like that is often a pretty penny. It's a bit more pricey. And so, of course, I want to be consuming the slow fashion, but I can't always afford it. But I'm trying my best and that's something I want to improve on. That's another goal for this year. Another thing I find really interesting about fashion, and I think I also discussed this in last week's episode, is like finding your own sense of style and how working in the fashion industry has allowed me to help people with their own confidence in finding their own style. See, you always forget how much fashion contributes to a person's sense of identity and worth. And it's a really beautiful thing once you realize like, you're helping someone find themselves kind of by helping them find what works for their body type and what patterns they like and what is an external expression of who they are. And so that's something I'm really enjoying with the fashion industry and working within it. And then on top of that, I'm also really finding that I'm passionate about like helping other people with that but also finding that within myself for instance tonight's fashion show the theme was neutrals they encouraged everyone attending the show to be wearing neutral colors and I panicked because I've realized I'm just not a neutral girly so like I picked up this white neutral outfit and I had a pair of heels but I've realized I'm really into maximum maximal oh my god maximalism and patterns, and brightness, and fun, which people, again, will say that's not a classic style, won't last forever, and it might not last forever for everyone, but that's something that I think I'll keep in my wardrobe for a really, really long time, because for me, that is what I like to wear, and so again, with trends and stuff, it's like, yeah, whatever, might not be trendy to everyone, but for me, Even if it isn't trendy, if it's something I enjoy wearing and I think I'll continue enjoy wearing in the future, I'm not going to stop wearing it just to appease the population, the crowds, you know what I mean? So that's something I'm really enjoying. But yeah, wearing neutrals tonight was (laughs) interesting. Firstly, I felt like I had to fake tan because I was like, oh my God. I don't look good in the pale colors. I mean, not that neutrals automatically means pale colors, but you know what I mean? I was like, ah, I feel bland, but like neutrals don't have to be bland. But in my self-expression, I like to be bright. And I think that's an extension of like having a more of a bright and bubbly personality. I don't know. It's interesting to see how fashion correlates with who you are as a singular human being. But anyway, before I continue rambling, I think I need to fall asleep. And I'm sorry if this episode has been cut short because of that, but I just genuinely don't think I can go on. But I hope you enjoyed this episode discussing fashion. There's obviously going to be more where this came from because it's a topic that I could talk about for days and days. I hope you enjoyed listening on your hot girl walks, on your hot messy walks. I do have an embarrassing story about something that happened to me on this work trip already, but that is something for a future date because 
right now I'm too embarrassed to talk about it. So I'm going to talk about it at another time in the future. So listen out for that because it's very embarrassing. But anyways, I'm going to fall asleep now. If you liked this episode and if you are enjoying the podcast. Oh my God, it started drinking. If you liked this episode and you enjoy the podcast, please like and subscribe wherever you are listening. And also please, please, please give us a five-star review and maybe leave a little comment if you feel like that's something you want to do. If not, you don't have to, but I would really appreciate it and I would give you a kiss on the forehead if I could. I really hope you enjoyed this as much as I did. Love you all for thank you for listening and good night. Have a happy and messy week ahead. Bye.